When we think of speaking scenarios that we really don't like doing, job interviews would have to be at the top of the list. We have to talk about ourselves, we have to sell ourselves, and we have to sound confident in doing so. In today's episode, I talk about a whole lot of lessons that I've gained in sitting on the other side of the interview table, being an interviewer and observing what works and what doesn't when it comes to candidates and how they speak and how they present. And I also help you to prepare for your very next interview. But note, even if you're not in the job market right now, This episode, Lessons from and for Job Interviews, will help improve your speaking confidence in a number of scenarios. The ability to speak with confidence and present for impact is easily the most valuable skill you can have in today's world. When you can share your knowledge, you can facilitate change, and when you can facilitate change, well, you can change the world one conversation at a time. But most people think they can't speak articulately, confidently, or with impact. They get choked up by nerves, they lose their words, or that dreaded imposter syndrome shuts them down. Well, I'm happy to say that speaking is a skill that anyone can learn. Yes, even you. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. My name is Kat Matson, and welcome to Speaking with Confidence. Well, hello. Thank you for listening in or watching in, whatever the case may be. Today, I wanted to talk about interviews and in particular what I've learned um, and what I think we can learn from interviews when it comes to speaking with confidence. Now, regular listeners will know that Impactful Presenters is not my full-time uh, gig. In fact, it is it is a side business that I fit around a very full-on full-time role in local government. And I've been sitting in a number of interview panels lately and watching the watching the candidates go through the interview process, which is nerve-wracking at the best of times, has really been, I'm not, I'm going to say informative. It has reminded me of one why a lot of the frameworks that we talk about in Impactful Presenters work, but also how the frameworks in Impactful Presenters can work in preparing for an interview. So whether you are here to learn how to speak more impactfully and confidently for your business and you have no intention of ever applying for a job and having to sit through an interview, or if you do want to improve your interview technique, this particular episode is for you. So here's my first observation. First observation is that the candidates who do really well in an interview are the ones who can back up their confidence. It's one thing to walk in and shake hands with the interview panel and greet them confidently, but then once the questions start, the candidates that really stand out are the ones who are able to back up their answers. Now, This is an interesting one in the context of the Impactful Presenters Framework because what enables somebody to be able to back up their answers with substance is actually a really clear knowledge of who they are, why they do what they do, 
and key stories that provide evidence. Now, if you've listened to a few of my episodes now, you would think that that might sound very familiar to the Earn the Right process that I talk about. So the Earn the Right, which is a process that I talk about using at the start of any presentation to help calm your nerves, but also to explain to your audience why they should listen to you, consists of three key things. Who you are, why you do what you do, and a series of stories that illustrate or demonstrate why you do what you do and how you do what you do. And so in the context of a job interview, people who have this strong, not just clarity on what their current role is, but this strong clarity on why they like what they do and why and how what they've done in the past links to this new role that they're applying for, backed up with stories, it almost it almost feels like it doesn't matter what question they get asked because they've got this bank of stories, because they've got this real congruence about who they are, they're able to lean on them. Now, you might be thinking, oh, yeah, but that's all good and well, Kat, but if I get nervous, then I run out of that confidence to talk about those stories or my mind goes blank. Well, I think this is actually one of the lessons, isn't it? That when you're going for a job interview, you take the time to prepare. In fact, really good interview prep involves sitting down with the selection criteria that's been articulated to you in the job description and in the in the job ad, and you actually match out if this is the criteria, then this is how I match it. If this is the criteria, then this is how I match it. That's not dissimilar to an earn the right process where your stories have been collected to demonstrate your authority, your expertise, your ability to change a conversation. So having that earn the right and remember I always talk about having a a sound earn the right is important to you not just for your audience perspective but because it helps calm your nerves. It gives you the confidence, it gives you the foundation to know, yes, I do know what I'm speaking about. I do have something to add to this conversation. So this earn the right process and this is where this discussion is really interesting. It's, you know, lessons for and from interviews. This earn the right framework helps to give you the confidence in an interview to be able to flex with the conversation and with the questions being asked. The other thing that I found really interesting in participating in these professional interviews, and they've been for fairly senior roles too. So, you know, we're we're not talking about... um, you know, a nice casual conversation where they're highly competitive interviews is the importance of beginning with the end in mind for the candidate, which I've spoken heaps about on this podcast and in other uh, videos and conversations. And in the context of a job interview, it's what I was just talking about before, beginning with the end in mind in so far as looking at the selection criteria and developing examples going back through your history to say, here's an example of how I did this. Here's an example of how I can prove this point. So you're not trying to convince people that you are good at something by telling them that you're good at something. You're illustrating 
to them that you're good in good at something but by beginning with the end in mind now this beginning with the end in mind also then comes back to this notion of what's in it for me for your audience stepping into that notion of so what will these people be looking for when they're asking me these questions what's the context that they are recruiting into now as with any speaking engagement a little bit of research goes a long way so whether that's a conversation in the interview context with the HR recruitment consultant with the people and culture team whether it's asking some questions at the top of the interview conversation around tell me about how this role fits in and so on or whether it's about preparing for a speaking engagement or preparing for a meeting or preparing for a small group presentation, whether it's understanding, well, what are they going to be looking for? Why are they here? Why are they listening to me? So being really clear on the end in mind and the WIFM, the what's in, what's in it for me, both leads to a really successful and productive interview, but two, If you were preparing for an interview, you would most likely take a whole bunch of time to prepare those answers and to prepare those stories. So when you're not preparing for an interview, when you're preparing for a meeting where you need to change hearts and minds, when you're preparing for a conversation with your team where you need to inspire some behaviour change, Do you invest the same amount of time? Do you invest the same amount of thought into what's the end? What's the end outcome here? And what's in it for my audience? What's in it for my receivers? What's in it for my staff, the meeting attendees? And therefore, in in the same way that you would for an interview, how do I bring my knowledge, my expertise, my experience and my stories to guide a different outcome rather than just rocking up to a meeting and either being defensive or trying to sell your ideas or just running with the conversation and hoping that it all works out. So that's kind of my my second observation, if you like, around, um, around interviews, that importance of beginning with the end in mind and understanding the WIFM for the audience. Now, The last one that I really want to talk about, and it came home so clearly to me in some of the recent interviews that I conducted, was this whole notion that I've spoken about before when it comes to our earn the right, when it comes to our um, imposter syndrome, and when it comes to authenticity, is this whole notion of being expert enough. One of the key, key, key inhibitors of our confidence is believing that we don't know enough, believing that there is someone else out there who is smarter than us, more knowledgeable than us, better than us. And this whole notion of, well, if I don't know everything there is to know about this topic, if I don't know everything there is to know about this job, if I don't have all of the experience that these people are probably looking for, that I'm not expert enough. I feel like this is one of my... um, 
key messages in life to keep banging on, which means also to keep learning myself. But the point in a job interview is not to demonstrate what you don't know. It's not to demonstrate the gaps. It's to claim and own what you do know and how you can step into the role. And in a recent round of interviews in particular, we had quite a number of candidates who, when asked a question, openly said, I don't know. But then rather than guiding the conversation down a path of, and this is what I would do in that situation, or let me tell you about something similar, they faffed and they fumbled. Now, let me be really clear. As somebody sitting on the interview panel, I have no issue with the I don't know or with the faffing. But here's what happened for the candidates. As soon as they stepped into that place of not knowing, as soon as they stepped into that place of, oh, shit, I don't have an answer, the rest of the interview went downhill because they thought in their minds, because they couldn't answer one question, they'd lost the gig. Now think about this. Whether you're interviewing or whether you're in the audience of somebody who is genuinely being authentic, It's not about what they don't know. It's their perspective that they bring to the conversation. So this whole concept of being expert enough or imposter syndrome is a really, really, really damaging one for our self-confidence. And so I want to come back to one of the things that I talk about a lot in Impactful Presenters. It's not about knowing everything. It's about bringing your perspective your flavor, your experience. And so this for me comes all the way back to this earn the right concept. Who are you? What do you do and why do you do it? And what are the stories? What are the collection of stories and experiences that you can bring to the table to illustrate your knowledge, to illustrate your experience? Even the crows are agreeing. Because when you can lean on those, you then have more confidence to answer the questions where you might not know. And you might be able to say something along the lines of, I don't have an example of exactly that kind of scenario, but let me tell you about another time where I did this. Or you can cleanly own. I don't know. I actually can't give you an example of that. And sit and be okay with that rather than have the confidence dive. So lessons for interviews and lessons from interviews, be clear on your earn the right. Know who you are, know what you bring to your audience or to your interview panel and know where you fit. Begin with the end in mind and prepare every conversation, well, maybe not every conversation, prepare conversations that matter with the same level of investment as a job interview that you really want. Understand your outcomes and understand the WIFM for your audience. And then three, when you bump into that imposter syndrome, when you bump into that not being expert enough, lean back on your earn the right and understand and lean on those stories, the experiences and your unique perspective that no one else can bring and bring that into the conversation. If you enjoy this podcast, 
Well, you know what to do. You want to subscribe to it on any of your podcast listening platforms. And if for some reason you can't find this podcast on your favorite, please let me know because I feel like I've got most of them covered, Spotify, Google, Apple, blah, blah, blah. But if there's, an, if there's a podcasting platform that you like to listen to and you can't find this podcast, please let me know. You will find it at Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson. Likewise, if you want to join in the conversation and pick other people's brains or just bounce some ideas around, you might also want to join the Facebook group. Also, Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson. And as you can see, this video is also available for your viewing pleasure for those who prefer to watch something rather than listen. So keep an eye on Facebook for that one. That's all i got for you today. I look forward to seeing you again next time on Speaking with Confidence. And until then, just keep reminding yourself that you are enough and that what you have to say adds value. I'll see you soon. Bye.